Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture every Tuesday, okay? I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. Hey friend, it's Nicole, host of the Nicole Walters podcast. Here's where we laugh, we cry, and we grant ourselves grace as we do life together. Let's get started. Hey friends, I am so excited that we're back for our weekly chats and thank you for coming back week over week. It's just been so amazing to talk to you in the DMs, on social media, and just kind of share my life. I mean, it has been crazy and you guys are all so encouraging and you've shared so much with me. So I'm really appreciative. And if you are just tuning in for the first time and we are meeting for the first time, it's been a doozy. I mean, this past year has been more than I ever could have imagined. So much has happened. And if you go back to episode one, you would hear that I am in a very transitional phase of my life, one that isn't unique to me, which is what makes these conversations so special because both sadly and in a good way for many, you've gone through a lot of what I'm going through now, but I am divorced, divorcing in the process of, and I am, you know, a single mom for the first time ever, you know, to three adopted babies. And I am just out in the world rebuilding. And so this season, everything that we've been chatting about in sort of these blocks of weekly chats has been all about starting over. And that's kind of how we kicked it off. And it's how we're going to keep it going. We've had the opportunity to hear from some of my new good friends, you know, about what it's like to start over in their respective careers and places in life. And I've also shared some of my own story in between all of that, where I'm starting over as in some aspects of my business, uh, the way that I've started over with my health, the way that I am starting over in relationships and the way I've started over, you know, as a non-married <laughs> So I've been sharing that story and I, I'm appreciative because I've gotten so much great support because it is trying and it is difficult and it's not easy to be candid and vulnerable and transparent about how 
difficult it is. And I do have days where it's very scary, but I feel the love and I appreciate all of you. So this week we are going to be talking about how this all feels from a mom perspective. And this is something that I've been having a lot of conversations about in the DMs. So for those of you who are mamas out there who either are single moms, which shout out to all the single moms out there. When I tell you the very first moment that I realized that this was not going to be easy go of it was when I had a sick little at home and I realized that I didn't have someone I could send to the pharmacy and I couldn't leave my baby at home. So it was a situation of packing up my baby, putting my baby in the car, sick, going to the store, pulling my baby out of this car to, to get the meds, you know, because like I had to get everything I need and then make it back home. And it was when I realized that, oh, wow, this is going to be a little bit different. Doing things solo is not easy. So just shout out to the single moms and, you know, the single dads are out there also, you know, doing it on their own. It's it's not easy, especially while trying to balance work and if possible, a social life, right? <laughs> You know, and personal care and self-care, it's like, and drink your water, you know what I mean? And eat your vegetables, it's a lot. But that's what I wanted to talk about is, firstly, for those of you who've reached out to me and said you're still in a situation where it's a difficult relationship or a difficult marriage, or you can sense some challenges may be coming, or that even something that isn't as extreme, but just a relationship may have reached its expiry, or if you're like me, you didn't have a choice, <laughs> you know, where you felt like you're in a position where you have to go. And so I wanted to speak a little bit about some of the parenting aspect of that and what that feels like. And it's not going to be easy, but I know that you guys are going to grant me grace as I try to share what I've learned so that you are able to hopefully grow. So when I first encountered that I would need to transition out of my marriage, I was not prepared for that. I don't know, and I'm going to be completely honest because I only know my version of it, but I don't know how many moms or women really do expect it to happen. I mean, I think for most people, whether you uncover something unexpectedly that makes you have to walk out of the door or you are have dealt with years and years of something happening and then you leave or you're told you need to go. I mean, whatever it is, I don't think that many of us get married with the intent to fail. I don't think if you even want to call it a failure, but in an in intent to not continue. So that means it almost always is a little unexpected. Right. And if you have children and it's something that you think about and you wonder, can I do this? It's an extra complexity. I don't want to say that it's any easier or harder because I don't like getting into the hardship Olympics, right? Like, oh, my pain is worse than yours or my circumstance was tougher than yours. It's hard for everyone. Right. We all can handle what we can bear. But what I can tell you is that when you have kids, it is an extra layer because you've got feelings and obligations and financial responsibilities and, frankly, routines and structure and so many things that are hard enough to manage while you're there, let alone if you have to leave or move or transition or ask your partner to leave or what have you. So I want to let you know that for me, at least, I can speak to it. I'm fortunate that my kids are older. You know, having an 11-year-old, a 20-year-old, and a 23-year-old means that I've got kids that, frankly, have their own lives in a lot of ways, um, have their own structure, have their own well-being, and a lot of things going on, and they're easier to communicate with. So uh, we've always kept a very open household. You know, uh, one of our rules in our home is kind of if you're old enough to ask the question, you're old enough to get the answer an age appropriate answer, but, you know, an answer. And because our, our girls are adopted, you know, from a traumatic situation, 
it was always really important that truth was at the forefront of any interaction we have with them because trust is so, so important to them for their well-being. So as a mom, you know, one thing that I think I've always been really good about was just being very forthright with my kids. Now, it's a lot easier to be forthright with your kids when you know what you're doing and you know what's happening. And um, when I first separated close, you know, going on two years ago, the perspective that I had was that it was just simply some time apart, right? It was just, hey, we're going through some stuff and we just needed to sort it out. And obviously I would go back. So I just needed, you know, a temporary, you know, situation. That's what it was. And I just shouldn't invest in my new life. And that was fine because, you know, I still had a life and I still had a partner and I still had, you know, things to go back to. And if anything, I could use this time to recuperate because I, you know, as I mentioned in episode one, I was dealing with some health concerns, but that I also could use this time to, you know, maybe get back to work and kind of figure out some new things. And that was kind of the perspective that I had. And that also lent itself to me not wanting to put down roots. So I I didn't get a place, you know, I didn't get anything permanent. I wouldn't even buy appliances. You know, I found myself outside of my home with three suitcases. You know, I just really didn't believe anything would be long term. And so as a mom, you know, it just was about, you know, making sure that I use that time briefly and just let the kids know I'll be back, you know, and I was back, you know, regularly. Um, Fortunately, with my partner, we have a really great relationship when it comes to our children, where that has never been an issue in terms of either one of us being able to interact with our kids because we do just love them tremendously. And also they're older and they can speak for themselves in many respects. So however either one of us wants to interact with our kids, whatever level, we've always had access to being able to do that. So it's a real blessing. Mamas, it is back to school season and I'm telling you, I am on the go more than ever before. Between carpool, keeping up after the kids and just staying on top of things because it's still the summertime, it is hot and I gotta stay hydrated. And drinking enough water is super important. It helps our bodies function properly. It keeps our mind sharp. And if you don't drink enough water, you can get crazy annoying symptoms like loss of concentration, headaches, dizziness, all that coupled with the kids. It's a handful. So I want you to know that I have found the perfect solution for my hydration needs. It's called Water Drop. They're these small and convenient effervescent cubes that add flavor, vitamins, and even caffeine (laughs) to your water. And they're so easy to use on the go. I can't tell you how many times I've thrown some water drop cubes in my pocket and popped them into my water in the carpool, outside of the grocery store, you name it. And they have a wide range of flavors. They've got berry ones and fruity ones. I love their citrusy ones and they're easy and fun and they taste delicious. Now, health experts recommend drinking eight, eight ounce glasses of water a day, which Y'all, that's like a half gallon. And that's a little intimidating, but I want to let you know with Water Drop, I don't even realize it. It tastes so good that I'm constantly taking sips. And before you know it, I've hit my numbers. So whether you're working from the home or office, in the car or gym, chasing after these kids, Water Drop is so easy to use. Just drop one of the micro drink cubes into your bottle, wait a few seconds, and bam, you got a delicious drink that'll keep you hydrated. Try Water Drop and enjoy the benefits of drinking more water. Head to the Water Drop website and get a special 15% discount for listeners of this podcast. Browse their large collection of micro drinks, glass and steel bottles, carafes, glasses, and more. Use my discount code Nicole to get your 15% discount to all the listeners of this podcast. Y'all, it's worth it. Grab a couple flavors. I love their citrus. I love their focus brand. The berry one's yummy too, and that's a great place to start. Use my discount code on the Water Drop website and save 15% right now. 
I know that I definitely immediately, the first thing that hit me was deep, deep mom guilt. And I've always been inclined towards mom guilt. It's even tough to talk about here. I'm going to be completely honest because I don't really talk about that so much because there isn't, I've talked about this a little bit on, on Instagram where I've said that I don't really worry about judgment too much in a lot of places because I know people will judge whatever you do. People will judge the fact that I like my grits savory and not sweet. Okay. The internet is crazy. People will literally judge everything about you. Your favorite thing about your body is someone's least favorite thing about your body. And people will judge how you got there. And there's nothing you can do about that. So I've tried not to get too caught up in judgment, partly because I live a life out loud and I don't want to be paralyzed in fear about sharing the things that God has delivered me from that could also deliver someone else from their suffering. I mean, isn't that what we're called to do? So I try not to get caught up in judgment. But when I tell you, I am so deeply in love with my sweet babies. (laughs) Like they are the greatest blessing that I've ever received in my world. And being a mom has transformed me in a way that I I can't even find words that quantify. And beyond that, when I think of the love that I have for my children and the level of sacrifice and the fact that we have chosen each other, there's nothing else that I know that I am without a doubt, without question here to do, but be their mother. And I feel it feels like a privilege, like an honor. I mean, you guys have watched The Girls Grown Up. A lot of you have. And if you haven't, you can follow over on Instagram at Nicole Walters. You can see my babies there, you know. You've seen them grow up. When I tell you, I know that you all have a sense of how awesome the girls are. And if you watch our TV show, you have a sense of it. I'm telling you, it's that times 10. These girls are incredible. Like, I cannot speak more about how wonderful they are. It is truly an honor to be their mother. And I worry often about how good at it I am. I had a really tough upbringing. My parents, I know, did the best they could with the tools they had, but it doesn't mean that it was always enough. And I talk about that more in my book because, you know, there's certain forums for certain things, but I didn't always have the best examples for parenting. So I've invested a lot because I know that it's important, both in therapy and reading and research. And then I also do what I like to call interactive parenting, where I ask my kids for feedback all the time, kind of like clients, right? Like, so give me a survey. How do you think I'm doing on a scale of one to 10? (laughs) You know, or is there some place that you think I can improve or tell me more about that? And if you listen back to some of our episodes, I've actually had uh, my little one and my mid tiny uh, both on previous episodes. So you can definitely listen to kind of their very candid feedback about my parenting. But Knowing that I helped these girls, you know, and we helped each other, honestly, escape a life of trauma, you know, having their previous mother be someone who has addiction and, you know, dealing with things on the street that they never should have encountered and having lots of struggles. I can't tell you the immense guilt that I, I'm not going to lie to you, still feel. I feel it right now about bringing a trauma in their life, if you will. And I know some of you right now who, Oh my gosh, I can literally feel my belly flipping. You guys understand what I'm saying, right? If you are a mom yourself who has gone through or been through divorce or a big breakup, or you've had a partner in your kid's life and you know that transition is going to occur and you know that your kid's going to experience it, there's a guilt that comes with it. You know, there's a guilt of, you know, here are these sweet little humans that we're putting imprints on and now we've entered something in their world that they didn't choose or elect. And, um, 
then there's the other side, right? Which is if you haven't made that choice yet and you're still in the relationship wondering if you are, which is the sort of lesser evil? Is it staying in the relationship because it's better for them to at least have this vision of a happy, healthy marriage, even if they're not seeing things they should see in terms of love, affection, care, respect, whatever, you know, or is it better to go and risk this other trauma? And when I tell y'all, knowing that I was able to provide a place that delivered them from so much trauma only to say, hey, the family that I thought would be great for us is not one that I can provide to you any longer because I don't have a partnership that agrees to remain. So I'm sorry, but it's going to change again. Y'all, like, I still feel badly about it. Like, my older ones get it because they were in our home. So they were very aware of kind of just some of the underlying nuances. And, you know, and they're old enough to understand relationships. And they know me, you know, deeply and intensely. And, you know, they've they get it. My little one. Well, you know, she's just like, this has been her dad since she was three. And the upside is because she does come from an unconventional background. You know, she's she believes that families can be made lots of ways. So she's like, oh, well, great. Like, I just get another house. And, you know, she did ask me if I would be getting married again, you know, and I told her hopefully, you know, because I really like being a wife and I like being a mom. And she asked me if I would have any more kids. And I told her hopefully, you know, I'd love to have lots of babies. And, you know, and she also asked if she could be in the wedding. And I was like, well, girl, you know, your lips to God's ears. You know I mean? Like you, if it works out, it works out, you know. So, you know, it's great because she does have that very positive, optimistic perspective. And she knows, of course, and the other question she did ask me was, what will our last names be? You know, which kind of hit at my heartstrings a little bit. But she also knows, you know, we can all be family no matter what last names we have. And it still didn't change the fact that I know that when she gets older, She's going to have more questions about why it didn't work. And what I can tell you is that I'm working really hard to get those answers myself. And that's part of why I do therapy and that's part of why I pray. And it's also why I've learned to not be afraid to say, I don't know, but I'm working on it. And as a mom, I've learned that obviously shame doesn't serve me. So I don't want to be ashamed of the fact that a choice was made and I am doing everything I can to make sure that it doesn't change the quality of life my girls have or the love and support that they have. And more than anything, they know that no matter what, on paper, in person, in my heart and forever, they will always be my babies. Those are my kids and I love them. And, you know, you don't divorce children, (laughs) you know, you divorce parents and partners. And I'm working hard on doubling down on that. Because one thing I've had to grant myself grace around in this season of starting over as a different type of mom, when I wasn't even sure if I knew how to do it the first time, was just that I'm still learning and that all I can do is be honest with my kids as I'm trying to take on this new frontier. Now, y'all know how I feel about business. I believe that if you aren't acting like a business, you're not getting paid like one. And you also know how I feel about your numbers. You've got to be on your A game if you actually want to grow and sustain. And if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. And that's true when your business is growing fast, but it's even more true when there's a lot of uncertainty. Inflation is running rampant. Supply chains are clogged and the labor market is tight. So what does that mean for margins? Well, not every business has to operate in the dark. I want you to know all about NetSuite. Now, 
Over 31,000 businesses know their numbers, but they know them because they use NetSuite by Oracle. It's the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your financials, your planning, your budgeting, and of course, inventory. So that way you manage your risk, you get reliable forecasts, you improve your margins. Y'all, I'm telling you, these are the things you have to know to run a business. Otherwise, you're just running a hobby. You need everything in one place. And in 2022, profit is the new growth. I want you to know your numbers. I want you to know your business. And I want you to get to know how NetSuite can be the source of truth for your entire company. Right now, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash Nicole right now. netsuite.com slash Nicole. That's netsuite.com slash Nicole. Y'all, if you want to actually weather this crazy recession, inflation, everything that typically takes out a business, NetSuite can help. Head over to netsuite.com slash Nicole and get ready. What I'm hoping you're hearing is that a lot of it is inside work with a lot of grace. And we think that there's going to be some miraculous answer or something figured out where we're going to know that this is the time we can leave or this is the time we can stay. And I want to let you know that if you leave, you're good enough. And if you stay, you're good enough. And nothing is going to change about what you deserve, no matter what you decide to do. And if that's not going to change, then are you going to get what you deserve where you are? And that's what I had to accept, not just for me, but for my girls. And I knew that ultimately, even though I felt like I wasn't fitting the traditional society construct around what a good mom is and a classic family structure and all that jazz, that in choosing to just double down and be with my kids, that's all that mattered. All they ever wanted to know is that we're not leaving. And that's the biggest promise that I made to them since the day I met them. I met them on the side of the road in Baltimore. And when I dropped them off at home, I said, I'll be back. I'm not leaving. And it's been almost nine years now. And I still say that to them. Every time I leave them, every time we go somewhere, I say, hey, guys, I'm not leaving. Make good choices. And they know I'm always here. So a lot of times we put these big, big, big parameters or boundaries and goals and charts around what it is to be a good mom. A good mom cuts the orange wedges and brings the granola bars and the Capri Suns to the soccer practice and never misses a rehearsal and always gets them off the bus and gives them a kiss on the forehead and, you know, does all these things, has dinner on the table. I mean, I don't know who made all these rules, but if if these rules are what's required, then I'm, I'm pretty sure most of us are failing because I'm the one who is staying in the car for a couple extra minutes outside the Target because I just needed a break. You know, I'm the mom who's sitting in the closet watching Netflix, you know, because I just want to be able to watch my chauffeur. I'm the mom who's hiding M&Ms in the dashboard because she just wants to eat a snack and not be bothered. Okay, like and I have to be okay with it because that is what I can do, you know, and with all of that, I'm the mom who also had to start over and build a whole new world for these babies that she chose and that chose her. And it's going to be good enough. And it's going to be good enough for both of us because I'm never leaving. And I want to let you guys know that 
when I sat down and had the conversation finally with my girls, where I said to them, things are changing around here and I have control over some things. I don't have control over others, but this is what I do know that our money may look a little different because I've got extra responsibilities now and I may be starting over with this thing and I don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, we're going to have different homes, you know, and all these things are changing. How do you feel about that? The only thing that my girls asked me was, are you going to be there? And I was able to confidently say yes. So, friend, wherever you are, in your marriage, your relationship, your business, your career, where you're trying to figure out if the decisions you're making are going to honor your job and your responsibility and your desire to be the best mom you can be, I want you to know that we're all going to screw up. We're screwing up right now. (laughs) Grant yourself some grace. Because if you've been called to start over, well, that's what we're doing here week after week. We're getting good at that. And we're learning that that's a normal, natural part of the process. And more than anything, if you let your littles know that you will always be there, and that you are not leaving, and that it might look a little different for a while, but mom always comes back, believe it or not, it's not just enough. That's everything. Friend, I don't know if I'm getting it all right. But every week I'm sharing with you a little bit more of what I know. And maybe it'll change. And if it does, I'll come back. You know, I'll eat humble pie. I'll let you know how I got it wrong. Heck, I mean, like I said before, we've got a college budget and a therapy budget for these kids. (laughs) But I'm hoping that whatever I'm sharing with you now as I'm going through this crazy journey will help make yours a little easier because you're deserving. And honestly, we all deserve So that's my take on being a mom. I'll let you know if it changes. (laughs) But I love to hear from you. So send me messages. Let's keep working this stuff out. It's a two-way conversation. And if you got any tips on being a mom or you just want to come pick up these kids, let me know. I can't wait to chat with you next week, friend. Another great chat. I love spending time together. Now I need you to subscribe, rate, and leave a review because I love hearing from you. And then come hang out with me on Instagram at Nicole Walters. I'll be back here next week and I hope you are too. See you there, friend.